It always bugs me during the debate when you can hear their gross old lips. I'm like, oh, stop. Wrong. <laughs> what's up? You're listening to Nostalgia. I'm here with my boy Dave Martin, and we're going to give you your preview of what's going on in pop culture because we are the only place to find out what's going on in music. TV, television, video games. I said TV, television, movies. I'm trying something new, Dave. Yeah, you're right. The you got it. What did you think about that? Okay. Like that I like it. Yeah, okay. I wanted to. I wanted to throw this question at you because I found myself yesterday watching Wheel of Fortune. Seven thirty. No, seven o'clock. Seven thirty. No, but you. You must be downstate. You I must am. be from downstate up here in the northern country of New York. We are seven o'clock Wheel of Fortune. Seven thirty Jeopardy. Interesting. It is interesting. So, I was watching Wheel of Fortune, and Pat Sajak was doing Pat Sajak things, and being kind of interesting, kind of a dick to every contestant, it's, and then I watched... It's not a good game show. And, and then I watched Jeopardy. There you go. And... Learn. You have to learn today. I don't know if you saw the, the videos last week, but Alex yeah. Trebek was going in on contestants. Oh, I heard he called someone stupid? He called someone a loser. Loser. Uh, a, a, a contestant said that they're... Three pro- losers every day. Yeah. Well, two losers every day. You need to watch more game shows, bro. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So... You're right. Alex Trebek asked this person about a fun fact, and this woman says she does nerd rapping, which is rapping about things like video games or... Mega Man. Like. Yeah. Right. Or not being able to get a girlfriend or, or a boyfriend. And he goes, in other words, losers! Literally just like that. And I was like, oh, Trebek from the clouds, Merkter! I can see it. He also made fun of another person for their favorite piece of jewelry being from Bush Gardens. Just an absurd... Are we talking Bush Gardens, North Carolina, or Bush Gardens, Florida? Because my opinion will change depending on your answer. Interesting. I believe it was North Carolina, but what, which, which one do you... Good roller coasters. <laughs> so, I was wondering, who is your favorite game show host? I have no opinion. You have to have one. Maybe it's from when you were a kid. I mean... Bob Barker? I give zero fucks about The Price is Right. I'll tell you that right now. So you're not a, a Drew Carey fan? No. I know that against Drew Gary. Whose line is it anyway? Game no. show? No. Family Feud is a good show, mm-hmm. and I always wish I could do it just because I feel like I'd be good at it. Steve Harvey, man. Yeah, Har- Harvey's actually pretty funny. And some of the other guys before him, I think the guy just won the Emmy for uh, Baskets. That guy used to host Family Feud. Right, right. And I remember uh, when I was growing up. Before that, it was Al from Home Improvement. Yeah. So they, they, they I'll go with Family Feud. Family Feud, I like that. I think Trebek is the classic answer. Past sure. Jack overrated. Bob Barker, though, is, is the GOAT. Bob I've never really seen much Bob Barker, to be honest. Spade and new to your pets, Dave. So I wanted to throw oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. absolutely. So moving on from game show, because, I mean... That's way too much on game shows. <laughs> way too much on game shows. We don't really have a main topic this week. We, we, but we wanted to We wanted to touch on a lot of different topics this week. So usually we, we do a couple news and notes, and then we jump into a, a main topic or two. But we there's so much stuff to talk about that we wanted to kind of just jump around. So why don't we start with a couple of quick hit news notes. So there's some new music coming out that I know that you're a big fan of. Yeah, Pat. Number six song in the country is still Broccoli. Broccoli! No, number one rap song in the country. Drums' debut album comes out this Friday. Big Baby Drum. Big Baby Drum. Album cover is him and his little dog. Uh, Very cute. I thought it was going to be him as Glenn Davis. Would have been much more clever. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Sunset Doodle, right? Is that the name? Yeah. (laughs) Nice little dog. Sunset Doodle? Uh, I've heard of no. Labradoodles. No, Cookie Doodle. A Cookie Doodle. Some, uh, one of those little dogs. 
Interesting. He brought it to the BET Awards and I got really freaked out. Wow. Yeah. But I'm uh, I'm interested in that just because Broccoli's a smash, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And shout out my guy Yachty, who's making that Sprite commercial money now. If you haven't seen that, it's pretty funny. Because LeBron James is also in it. What do you think? Yachty's 19 years old. Let's what not you, forget. What do you think is a better commercial? Chance for Kit Kat or Yachty for Sprite? Oh, that's a good question. It's got to be Chance. Because the, the jingle and Chance the rapper, the yeah. W. But Yachty freestyling over his Minnesota tune to Sprite is that called yeah. soda? Like, r- really smart. Good job. Good job, <laughs> Sprite. And, you know, that millennial connection. I see what you're doing there. The advertising front. But shout out Drum. Also, already released Pat, a guy I know you're also a fan of. Anderson Pack. Mm-hmm. released his debut album. Don't forget the duck. That's right. His debut album with producer Knowledge. They're, they go by a duo known as No Worries. So they have a few EPs out now. A really good song called Suede. But yeah, Anderson Pack. More music is good music. His Malibu album from earlier in this year, really big. A lot of people think I'll get some Grammy buzz for next year. So Interesting. More Anderson Pack is good Anderson Pack. So we'll have more music that we should listen to and we'll have to prioritize in order to talk about it on our podcast because there's too much that we're way behind on. Did you already give up on Bonnie Bear? That's I, right, you did. I'm just not interested. Exactly. It's, although Pitchfork gave it a really good review, so sure they I did. probably should check it out. They would give him a good review. They gave... Pitchfork is a very pretentious site. And they're very good writers. Mm-hmm. But you know like the way that how they pick things. Like They have the infamous that gave Donald uh, Childish Gambino's camp like a one or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not one know of that. the most infamous reviews. Hmm, I'll have to check that out. I usually just go there because I feel like they can help me put into words the things that I'm feeling during well, well, oh, sure. a lot of these things, which yeah. is hard with, with music. But I don't visit Pitchfork often unless I'm reading a review specifically to try to see if I can flesh out what I'm trying to Usually out. I'll just use Pitchfork when I like, I'll check bigger sites and just see what the consensus mm-hmm. is before I formulate my own opinion. But I won't, as we talked about before, Rotten Tomatoes. Don't let, you know, critical sites make your opinion. Absolutely. But always consult. And Anderson Pack, or what's the name of the group again? No Worries, with producer knowledge. We will... NX Worries. I will definitely make it a point to listen to No Worries, with producer knowledge, and uh, Anderson.Pack. There's been a lot of video game news, Dave, and I've seen you tweeting a lot about this, so mm. you, had, you had some strong opinions on Mafia. I think I saw you tweeting about Red Dead Redemption 2 or 3, That's or right. whatever number they're on, and I mean, I think we talked about Gears of War off... Uh, Mike last week. Well, we mentioned the Gears of War movie. That's right, we did. Sackle.com slash Nostalgia Pod. So, what's going on in the world of video games? You know, I'm not totally tuned into that. Sure. Well, if if you're not tuned into video games or have no idea, this is the fall. This is when games come out. And this year is no different. Games on games. So, we're already in October, but September was pretty eventful. You had ReCore, which was from KJ Inafune, the guy who made Mega Man. Forza Horizon 3 which is Forza, which is the best racing franchise out right now. It's leaped past Gran Turismo a few years ago. Mm, interesting. And Forza Horizon 3 set in Australia. Really cool. Want to play that. Haven't gotten to it yet. So October started off with Mafia 3, Gears of War 4, this Friday, Battlefield 1. We talked about that World War One setting mm-hmm. a few months ago. And then end of the month, Titanfall 2. So out of all those games, which, which ones are have you played and which ones are you planning on playing? Sure. So I'm playing Gears of War 4 right now. It's it's really good. It's classic third-person shooter, classic Gears, really. Mafia 3, though, which came out second week of the month, really disappointed me because the storytelling and characters and the performances, really, really good. Like, one of the best video game stories that I've ever, you know, played or experienced. 
But unfortunately, the gameplay was just really bland, really repetitive, and got so old so fast that I just couldn't keep playing with all these other games coming out. So I didn't actually finish Mafia 3. I'm going to YouTube the cutscenes at some point just because I do want to see what happened to Lincoln Clay. Because it's, wow. it's, it's, it's really such a bummer that they wasted it because you star as a black protagonist coming back to basically fictional New Orleans post-Vietnam. Wow. Like, and they handle like racism in this game with like tons of tact and it's done really well. For example, you, commit, you try and steal a car in like the black neighborhood They'll call the cops. Maybe they show up. Maybe they don't. You do that in, in you know, the bougie white, the white neighborhood, and like cops are there twenty cops seconds. will come, and you're it's hard to get away. They'll probably gun you down. So, wow. and in general, there's a lot of uh, they handle the racism of the time really well. So, fortunately, the game the gameplay is just not served, and it's really honestly not really worth playing. It's really unfortunate. So into gears, and then Battlefield Titanfall haven't come out yet, but that's just October. November has Watch Dogs Two, which is in San Francisco, first okay. time you ever be in that setting in a video game, and you're basically like hackers, Mr. Robot Elements, really oh, cool open world game. Final Fantasy 15 was delayed from September to November. 15. I mean, this game has been in the. This game was announced 10 years ago. What? Yeah, Square Enix, the the Japanese company that makes Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts and some other stuff. They're really bad at this at this whole getting games out. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like them and Red Dead Redemption, right? The whole thing is that. It's coming out next fall, but people are saying, yeah, right, it's not going to actually come out when people say it will. Sure. I mean, yeah, sure. So Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a dumb sequel because Red Dead Redemption was a sequel to Red Dead Revolver, so everyone's like, oh, Red Dead's Revolution, Red Dead something else. Mm-hmm. Nah, Red Dead Redemption 2, will pretend another one didn't happen. <laughs> okay. It's from Rockstar. These are the guys that make Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they look similar. And just for context, Grand Theft Auto 5 has been a top 10 best-selling game of the month, usually towards the middle of every month for the past, like, almost two years. It's insane how much this game keeps selling. Longevity. It's like the fourth best-selling game of all time now. Wow. It's uh, pretty crazy. So I was just thinking, like, you know, you didn't have to call it Red Dead Redemption 2. You could call it whatever you want because you're a rock star. Whenever you announce this game, everyone else gets out of the way because they know you'll destroy them in sales. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and most people doubt that it actually makes next fall's release is what they announced. Trailer's coming later this week. Just because games get delayed, you know, for more polish. I have no problem with delays. Make the game as good as possible, but... So do you not care that Final Final Destination 15 is... Final Fantasy. Final, Final, <laughs> Final Destination, oh my god. Yeah, Final Fantasy 15 has been delayed 10 years, so they just keep polishing? Uh, yeah, that, that's what we'll call it. Also, The Last <laughs> Guardian's coming out, too. That's another game that's been coming out forever. Another Japanese-style game. The, the team that uh, makes it, Team Eco, the last game they made, Shadow of the Colossus, was out on PS2. Wow. So they've been making Last Guardian ever since. So we'll finally see what that's all about. I saw some ads, billboards for it in the city. Yeah. When I was there for Comic-Con. That so r- basically the end of the year this year is like the beginning of the year, or for, for video games, the end of the, of the year. This, this is like year. blockbuster season for games. Yeah, and it's also kind of like and music you, at the beginning of this year. Sure. How you had Kendrick, Kanye, Beyonce, yep. Chance, like everybody. And I didn't even mention Call of Duty, Infinite Warfare <laughs> coming out, which has Kit Harrington of Game of Thrones doing mocap villainy. Wow. Two years ago they had Kevin Spacey. Interesting. Yeah. And lastly, PlayStation VR is out in the wild now, as of last week. So <laughs> there's a lot of going on in video games right now. If you have any thoughts, you play any games, you need some recommendations, you can tweet at me at Martin Swagger. Or at the pod at NostalgiaPod. That's right. So, Dave, before we move on to Dope or Nope, two more things. Walking Dead comes back this weekend. We talked about it last week about who who your prediction was for who will be killed. That's right. Anything else you wanted to say about the upcoming season? I didn't mention her. But I still think Glenn's my top choice, 
and who I think is most likely to be axed. Mm-hmm. Second choice, Maggie. His wife. His pregnant wife. Yeah, right. Oh, so she hasn't had the kid yet. That's right. No. I don't know. I don't want them. I don't know if they want to bring into another another baby. That'd be some brutal. That'd be some brutal shit. Well, we will find out. Dave will probably be tweeting about that. I'll be keeping up with it through Twitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try and watch the Walking Dead premiere Sunday night just so I don't get that that spoiled. part spoiled. And apparently, it'll open with that reveal. It'll be interesting for sure. So before we move, we, we move on to Dope Right Now Update, when I was looking through Pitchfork today... As you do. I saw a, a new release that they highly recommended by an artist named Solange Knowles. I, I saw her album came out. It's called A Seat at the Table. Yep. And it got an 8.7 on Pitchfork. Came out last week, I think. W- what do you or think about this? Solange Knowles. Fame of beating Jay-Z up in a Being Beyonce's sister. Yes. I don't know. I don't have a opinion. I, I, this is her, it's not her first album, for first, no, not she, even for a long, like a long shot. She's been making albums since like the mid-2000s. Right. And I find it very weird, because I feel like in my mind... I Solange, think the Beehive is just like, it's perfect time because the Beehive will just embrace her and embrace that project. Absolutely. But everyone, the critics like it. Yeah, it's, it's getting a lot of critical acclaim right now, but... I guess it's just weird for me because I always just imagine her through that greeny video, like kicking Jay Z in the elevator. Yeah, they, as yeah. Like he's holding her back or whatever. Right. It was it was some ridiculous shit. And what about Hove though? <laughs> yeah. What about Solange? I, I was thinking I might give it a listen just because I feel like it would be a lot of fun to, sure. to hear this and to get a different. I have no expectation. I just thought, thought it was really really strange and funny. Yeah. So now we're gonna move on to America's favorite new game, Dope or Nope. That's right. Keeping the name. I wanted to throw something out at you that I didn't prep you for either, so we're going to get these out of the way right at first. Go for it. Captain Planet. Saw that. Leonardo DiCaprio. Producing. Producing. What do you think? Why not? Dope or dope? Don't really have much opinion. I guess I'll say dope. I, I go nope. I, Leo's whole thing is saving the world. He wants to save the world. Mm. He wants. He's a very big environmental activist. Yes, environmentally conscious. <laughs> Enough. I get it. Captain Planet, he was a boring superhero when I was a kid. I don't need to see a, a movie produced by Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, preaching about this. I'm not going to see it. Preaching? Wow. Preaching. Really yeah. good. Talking down. How can you have a Captain Planet movie with all with Leonardo DiCaprio, who's kind of preachy about saving the planet as is? He's not directing it or not, writing it. He's producing it. He's funding and it. And it, it's his production team. You know his hands are going to be all over it. Thank you. Also, I think you're a little judgmental in the embryonic wow. stage of this project. Wow. I just want to say I'm out on this project. Oh, wow. Okay. But something I think that you're excited. We'll, we'll be sure to review it when it comes out, like three years. <laughs> I wanted to. I, I saw you tweet about this, and I, I think you're gonna say dope. But this guy named Miyazaki. Never heard of him. <laughs> is, is he any good? <laughs> uh, no, total trash. Throw him trash. Oh, you love the trash, trash emoji. You, so wait, fill, fill me in. Who is this Miyazaki? Guy? Well, yeah. So Studio Ghibli is an animation studio, Japanese. And Hayao Miyazaki is this old Japanese man. He's in his 80s now. And it's hand-drawn anime. He pioneered that genre and made some of the best anime movies of all time. The best anime movies, you have Akira, movie Kanye, that's expressed his love for it. And after Akira, it's all Miyazaki movies. Princess Mononoke, Spirit Away, Nausicaa, The Valley of the Wind, Howl's Moving Castle, Ponyo, The Wind Rises was his last one. He's got a ton of them. Poco Rosso. Etc. So it was announced that his son, which I didn't really know his son was involved with Studio Ghibli, but Miyazaki's son and Studio Ghibli are making a TV show with Amazon. 
Hmm. That's a total dope for me just because I want more Studio Ghibli. They make really good stuff. Interesting. So I, I never really got much into anime, I think, past, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! or Dragon Ball. Sure, yeah, it's a lot different than that. Like these are, like, that. these are like real stories that just happen to be animated, right. you know? I guess I, the jury's out. I'll say dope just for the sake of the game. And I want I'm, you to watch some of Miyazaki's movies. Having new content you should watch is Akira interesting. Too. I, it's something I never even considered, really. Mm-hmm. But I know that, that there's a huge following. I mean, I remember oh, kids yeah. in high school really into it. New people in college were really into it. Sure. So, based on your recommendation, I will be checking this out. Uh, at least giving it like one or two episodes to see how this project goes and maybe other older Miyazaki works. Something I know we're both going to be checking out. The new Star Wars movie, Rogue One, comes out this December. What's that? So it's a little movie about these people in a galaxy far, far away. It's somehow in the future. And and the final trailer came out. That's right. Well, actually, first of all, side note, how do they not have better cell phones than us in the future? I feel like the way that they communicate in the future is through, like, radio still. I mean, think about, like, Luke Skywalker. Oh, no, they they have good good tech. It's just they get jammed, bro. Jammed the signal. Which just gives me no hope that I'm ever going to get LTE everywhere. Mm, Which is just sad. How, how do you not have a New York subway station? Makes no sense to me. Moving on. The, the, new, the new Star Wars trailer, Rogue One. Yeah. M- mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. Mixed. Mixed. Explain your mixed review, Pat. I'm going to say nope initially on this. Oh. You're crazy. It was, a, it was an exciting trailer. I think it caused some concern for me, which is why I say nope. And was that concern? You have concern with... Jin Erso's dad. It's it's not it's not so much the dad, but I feel like the way that that it was presented in the previous the, like the teaser trailer, the first trailer was that Jin Erso was just just a straight badass, right? And she was coming into this this team, and it was pretty much just uh, like a war heist movie, pretty much. And mm-hmm. now it seems like there's a lot more to this than than was let on. So it, it's revealed that her dad created the plans for the Death Star, and he was taken by the Empire. And now Jean Erso has to go and basically take these plans from her father, get them from her father in order mm. to, for the rebellion to stop yeah. the empire. Right. And it feels like, like it's a slight, a slight bit of a tone shift. It might be just the way that the earlier trailers were presented. That's that's where I that's where I stand on it. Right, and and that that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it does feel a little bit like they had been misleading a little bit about what the actual movie was. See, I don't know if they really told anything in the first trailer. They still haven't given a whole lot away, which I like. The good I, news is obviously. Tom Mendelson talks. Ben Mendelson. Ben Mendelson, you're right. Tom, right. Who the hell's Tom Mendelson? Mads Mikkelsen and Ben Mendelson. There's a lot of good names in this, this, there are a lot. this movie. Alan Tudyk, our guy Riz Ahmed from The Night Of, yeah. is the pilot. And you finally get to see him in the trailers. Well, yeah. I, I think you saw him like, saw a little bit, yeah. but like, this one you actually get to see him fighting. Right. Yeah, the implication is that Galen Erso, Felicity Jones, Jen Erso's dad... Matt Mickelson's character is helping develop the laser for the Death Star. You know the laser that destroys Alderaan and New Hope. You know the planet destroying power of the Death Star. Right. Because uh, obviously, if we recall Revenge of the Sith, they're making the Death Star at the end of that movie. So I don't think Galen Erso helped make the thing from the start. Everyone thinks it's the laser. Either way, we saw a really cool little still in this movie of a large Jedi statue tumbled into the sand. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Nice homage to those kings of Gondor and Lord of the Rings at that waterfall, which this also ties into the fact that that planet is uh, called like Jeddah, G-E-D-H-A, 
like it's like the holy place of the force. Uh, right. So like people go there if they like they f with the force. You know, obviously mm-hmm. not Jedi, but they still kind of believe in it. So I think that's kind of interesting that even though there's no Jedi in this movie, I mean we do see you know Vader obviously. There is still kind of the callbacks to the force and how it affects everyone in the you know in the world. Sure. And honestly, this is probably the the biggest piece of world building in Star Wars thus far that isn't directly focused on core characters of the you know the Skywalker yeah. lineage. Which I think is also really exciting because this, yeah. this isn't a movie where they can really spin it off. Like there won't be, I don't think there'll no. be a Rogue One 2. No, no, they can't. And like, <laughs> Which I like, I, lo- I love it, that. And like people are saying like, oh, well, Vader's, Vader's shoehorned into it. And I mean, I don't really think Vader is shoehorned into this. We had, The pitch when this movie was first announced was how the Rebels steal the Death Star plans. Very gritty. Assumingly a lot of them will, a, bu- a bunch of them will die, right? If we recall, how does the first Star Wars movie begin? Oh yeah, it's Vader capturing Leia's ship. Looking for the plans. Vader was on to the Rebels when they got the plans. Tell me where the Rebel plans are. It, it, it makes sense that he would at least be in the second half of Rogue One. Of course. So I, I don't think he was shoehorned in. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, so I'm I'm still very into this movie. Dave, uh, Dave, Cannot wait. I just called you Dad. Dave. Yes, sir? Uh, <laughs> quick, quick question for you. How gritty are daddy issues? We don't know if there's any dad... <laughs> Is Jyn Erso being recruited because she's both a badass and related to Galen Erso a daddy issue? Or is that just convenient connection for the Rebels, of which to recruit said badass? See, I don't know if that's a daddy issue. Right, and, and, and I think, I think well, I guess my, the point I was trying to get across is I think that that's what people are worried about, is if this becomes about their relationship, it's mm-hmm. a totally different movie than what people are expecting, and that's, that's yeah. not what people are hopeful. I, I don't... I don't. I don't think it will because this is still going to be how they stole the plans. I hope that. I still. This looks... is going to be a lot of those guys going out. And also, shout out Forrest Whitaker's character <laughs> is an older version of a guy we saw in the Star Wars Clone Wars TV show. I think that's super cool that they actually have a cartoon character in the movies. That is cool, definitely. Side note, you know those uh, apps you can get on your phone where you take a picture of yourself and it says which celebrity you look most like. Mm. I always get For- Forrest Whitaker. That's what do you think, great. What do you think about that? That's uh, pretty accurate. Yeah. If you see the you see the two trailers. One of them he has really long bushy hair, and the other one he has like like a saw a buzz buzz hair. Uh, really I'm over it. No, nope. I, I hate these edits already. I'm not <laughs> seeing the movie. Well, I'm trying to think which one you'd look more like. I'm gonna go with the afro. I think I'm more Forrest Whitaker in the Butler, but uh, good movie. Shout out to Daniel. Trying to give you, trying to give all you uh, listeners who who've never actually met me uh, a picture of what I look like. And if you want to know more, follow me at Sheen World Peace. I'll tweet you a picture sometime. There you go. Moving on, Bob Dylan. Pulitzer Prize winner. Nope. Nope. Dave, tell me why you're out on this. He doesn't write books. <laughs> why does that have to be a book? Literature. Not... Li- music is not literature. He is That's not... absurd. He is not the first musician to win the Pulitzer I know. Prize. I'm not saying they, they, that was a good idea for them either. I just don't think it makes sense. So how is music not literature? It's not. Liter- literature is written. Is a poem liter- literature? Yeah, that's written. Okay. Well, what's the difference between uh, some of his songs might be also poems? I don't. I, I don't. I think that's a, little, that's a bit of a stretch. Really? Yeah. I think that's a stretch. So, uh, what, most songs aren't poems. What, what would constitute the difference to you for a, a song and a poem? Oh, that's a good question. I just don't. Most songs are poems by definition. They're not. Most songs aren't poems. The original copy of Like a Rolling Stone, ten pages long, mm. in poem form. But is that what was on his album? Is that what made him famous? That original form. I don't think so. No, it's, that's it, not. That's it's not, not being honored either. So. It's, it's not, but I mean, I don't know. it's a stretch. 
I'm not saying he's not a deserving guy worthy of tons of commendation. I'm not saying that at all. But Nobel Prize for Literature just seems like they couldn't find a more fitting award. That's all. That's my take. Wow. Well, Bob Dylan might actually agree with you because they've reached out to him and he hasn't responded nice. to accept the, the Pulitzer Prize. Times uh, but he did perform at Desert Trip, which we talked about on an earlier podcast. You can find all of our podcasts. SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod. Old Cella? Uh, that is Old Cella, right. a.k.a. Desert Trip. And apparently he came out and he didn't like say two words except for when he sang and walked right off stage. And that's very Bob Dylan. I also don't... You want a hot take? You don't uh, like Bob, Bob Dylan? What no, a surprise. No, 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 no. Bob Dylan writes great songs, but other people can perform his songs better than he can. Like Knock on Heaven's Door? Sure. That's a great example. Hey, Mr. So that, that's a cover. You know, I would, in general, I think Bob Dylan's a very mediocre performer. But obviously, like a total, I don't want to say a wordsmith, because, you know, that seems like he's a Nobel Prize winner, but... <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a freaking wordsmith. He's a great songwriter. That's, he, that's what it is. The way that he wrote songs changed the way that people thought about writing songs sure. in general. I mean, I sure. think every singer-songwriter since the 60s has mm. some element of Bob Dylan in there. Sure. Which is a pretty significant way to impact the way people write about anything in general. Which I think would constitute an award as prestigious as the Pulitzer Prize. So I am dope on that. I'm dope on Desert Trip, aka Old Cella. I wish it could have gone. But moving on, Stephen Colbert. He's been he's been having a rough transition. I mean, he's been just a mediocre show now. Well, I don't even know which which one of his shows. What's the name of his shows? The I, late, the late oh, show? I, I have no idea what any of them are called. They're all it's all stupidly confusing. Basically, I just go by not who, worth remembering. Yeah, I just go by who who the the host. Of is. course. So yeah. I know Fallon is is a favorite, even though he basically gets ripped for not doing any kind of like hard hitting interview ever. But I, he, I think, he acknowledges that. I think more than anything, Fallon is just super vanilla more than anything. He's just very happy and yeah. positive. And he's really good at laughing. It, what, what he does best is he gets... He's like Loki getting overrated now. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I think where he excels is he gets celebrities to do games that put them in a really positive light. Sure. It, it makes them seem very fun, which mm-hmm. is a, a great skill. I mean, like the karaoke obviously is one of the... Oh, uh, of course. And like the, his the, stuff the, with the, Timberlake's great. Yeah, the, the lip sync, I should say. Kimmel, I think, does the best viral stuff. Like, the videos yeah. he does, the mean tweets, really good the show. Halloween candy thing, always awesome. Colbert hasn't really found that niche yet. Post-Colbert Report, it's like, it's because it's not the Colbert Report anymore, it's just different. What is it? Yeah. Interestingly enough, I think the biggest moment for him over the past year has been when he had Jon Stewart on to do a takedown of Sean Hannity. And sure. when Jon Stewart is the best part of your late night show, mm. that's not really saying much for your late night show. But he's doing a live election night special. So... Dave, dope or nope? Uh, what, do you, what, what does that entail? Reaction or? I I think he's performing he, a show live as the polls come in. I, I believe that that's the premise of it. I don't know, man. I, don't, I hope you got a lot of material ready. That seems like that's a lot long time to fill a show. I don't know. Uh, I believe that the polls close on the East Coast at 8 p.m. and his show usually goes out at 11 p.m. Eastern time. So he'll probably. But how long is he on the air for live? That's the question. Is it longer than normal? Because they, they take... They, play they take play all me day. some searching on my iPhone music. Because they take all day to write, you know, their one show. This is a longer show. requires even more work. Colbert, a guy who's struggling to find consistent success right now, should be doing an extra-length format. Maybe it'll work for him. I don't know. 
tough to say. Ah, so a good thing that we actually decided to do some research on this because what we were telling people was absolutely wrong. It's not actually going to be his late show that we'll be doing this. He's doing a live election night special on Showtime. It goes on 11 p.m. He's going to be doing like a, a show at the Ed Sullivan Theater where he's reacting to the results, but since it's through Showtime, he doesn't need to be censored. He can do pretty much any bit he wants. And I assume he's going to be doing a lot of his old Colbert Report type sure. reaction, which could actually be pretty funny because the old Colbert Report, basically he was a satirical Republican, yeah. quote-unquote, right. and the reaction to this Trump could be pretty funny. I think, I think under okay. that premise, I feel more excited about it. It would have been strange for like a, a three-hour special where he's just kind of filling time. Yeah. doesn't seem very Colbert at all. I, that has good potential. Go get back to his roots. Is that a dope for you, Dave? Mm. Did that sway you? I don't know if it's owned as a dope. Dave, but it's not a nope. Dave's staunch in his not giving out the dope easily. I like that. Make 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 the dope mean something. Make dude. late night great again. Make the dope mean yeah. <laughs> right. Who watches late night? Right. That's that's what I think. It's like who watches sports center. Well, late night's actually like the best format for the internet. Clips, yeah, YouTube. It is. Perfect. They have it on Hulu, too, but, you know. It, I watch what I need to watch. I watch what people say is really good, and I don't care about anything else. Like same with Saturday Night Live. Right. Why on earth would I watch all the of Saturday Night Live? It's not, not necessary. Yeah. Show me what was good. I don't want to see the rest. Right. Moving on. We, we have two more we're going to hit on. Aladdin. Guy Ritchie directing a live-action version right. of Aladdin. It was actually announced the day we recorded last week where we talked about The Lion King and Mulan with and it's funny because you mentioned a lot at the time, and then as I saw the news, I think later that night, I was like, wow, I need to make sure I check Twitter right before we get on, because <laughs> that was really uh, bad timing on our part, because yeah. we just missed it, even though it actually came out. But So what do you think? Are you in on this? Yeah, so I am, uh, as I, I tweeted before, I am firmly in the dope camp, because I think Guy Ritchie's a great choice to direct this. They said he had a very unique pitch when he, you know pitched live Aladdin because what, could what do they call Aladdin in the movie called like Street Rat right yeah Street Rat Riff Raff yeah th- that's Guy Ritchie Guy Ritchie's best movies are about street rats you Snatch, know Snatch yeah Thieves Snatch and Last Talk and Two Smoking Barrels are crime movies about The Man like, from Uncle is not street... Riff Raff no no it isn't but neither is me, the Iron Man actually really. even the Sherlock Holmes Sherlock Holmes right but the, di- the, di- Holmes, the witty the witty dialogue of Sherlock Holmes yeah. has potential so. I got my Robert Downey Jr. movies confused yeah Briefly. There you go. <laughs> so I'm in on it again. Yeah. I, I think most of these live action Disney movies can work out well when done correctly. A lot of that one I was like clamoring before. You know, you said especially you, you have a lot of affinity for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said before, Mulan, I think Mulan and Lion King are much easier dopes. Oh yeah. But at the same time, I think Lion Guy Ritchie has potential. I'm gonna say nope on this. Uh, I think out of I, principle. Yeah, I touched on it last week, but I feel like to do a magic carpet is gonna be really hard and if you don't have the magic carpet perfect in this it's gonna make the whole movie i feel like a little bit less eh. and that, that that's a really hard aspect of this movie to make look good hey they made a, a full jungle out for, of thin air for some reason uh, I, that that's actually very true for some reason i guess what i keep imagining which i know won't look like this but what i see in my head is like the 60s Batman and Robin when it would be like the front view of them in the car and like sure. the background is so or just, fake. Or just which I know is not early how it's 2000s be. green screen which ages very poorly. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, no, absolutely. That uh, would be terrible. I'm sure it will be fantastic, but I'm saying no about a principle. Moving on to, I guess, the thing I want to talk most about, and I think you as well Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That's right. So, Dave, what's the news on this this week? Yeah, they had a fan event in LA. 
last week. No more parties there. That's right. And I think J.K. Rowling wasn't there, but she made the announcement. I mean, a lot of stuff came out then, but the Fantastic Beasts trilogy is being upgraded. I don't know the spell for making things bigger, but that's happening <laughs> to the trilogy, and now it's becoming a Quinn trilogy? Five films? I don't know. What Quinn. was it supposed to be originally? Three. Three. What so there's more details from there, but let's we'll start here. Is Fantastic Beasts being five films dope or nope? Let's never forget, Harry Potter was eight movies. So, it's hard to say. Shout out Trill Ball and say hard to say. I guess I'll say dope because give me more Wizard World. Right. But it's teetering. It's teetering on the edge of nope. And I feel like it could turn nope if the story and the plot isn't really there. That's the right question to ask because J.K. Rowling is screenwriting all of these. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess it's her story, so she's doing it. That's fine, I guess. But we're approaching Hobbit territory where you're stretching things too thin. Right. We're approaching Avatar territory. Avatar 2, 3, and 4 were Come announced before year. we got Avatar 2. Right. Still waiting. <laughs> we're approaching that, that fan territory. Now, it's all coming from J.K. Rowling. It's not The Hobbit where we're taking a small book and adding other supplemental material to it and stretching into three movies. So it's, it's not a direct comparison. But I think there's good potential because we found out very intriguing details about Fantastic Beasts at this event as well. And that is that Dumbledore and Grindelwald are in this movie. Now, I think I think it had been known that there was at least some mention of Dumbledore and right. maybe even a it was announced, appearance. Yeah, it was an announcement. Yeah, he was Newt Scamander's professor when he's at yeah, Hogwarts before he leaves and, you know, comes across the pond of right. America. And I think at this event they also mentioned that the movies will explore their past a little bit more. Right. They said the next movie's in a different city, too, not New York City. They start exploring the Wizarding World in America. I think that'll be something gripping for a sure. lot of people. But yeah, I think the Dumbledore Grindelwald uh, is a really interesting yeah, angle to take. Cause I think really cool. that's what people wanted more of at the end of the Harry Potter septilogy, I guess it was, yeah. uh, of the books. <laughs> what was actually going on there? Yeah, because if you remember in the Deathly Hollows, Voldemort goes to Grindelwald in that prison. He was just an old man, and yet he's trying to find the Elder Wand, and then he kills him. Casual fan, you really know who that was, but Grindelwald was like the first big bad dark wizard yeah. who rose rise to power in like the time where Fantastic Beasts is taking place. Mm -hmm. Also, he used to be Dumbledore's best friend and lover. So there's so much to pull, and he's kind of like a tragic character more than anything else. So. There's a lot to pull at there. Yeah, I think I think the more you talk about it, the more excited I get for it. And I guess one of my biggest complaints about the Harry Potter movies, which I don't have a lot of them, mm -hmm. I feel like some of them ran a little long at times. I mean, they changed directors. David Yates took over at the end, but they changed directors, changed writers. Yeah. And they focused on different tones and things in the books. Exactly. So there's a, really, you could talk about that all day, but it's really interesting to look back at those movies and see how each one adapted each book differently. Right. And I, I think when I think about five movies, and you have to think about each one as an individual project because in the end they make one bigger one, but you're only right. going to see one at a time. I think I just don't want these movies to be super long because before I had the books to go back on and say, okay, I know where we're going with this, mm -hmm. I, I don't. I haven't read Fantastic Beasts. Um, well, it's not really a book to read. Right, it's, it's just it's like... an in-universe textbook. Yeah, the things are... You, I mean, you can read parts of it online. Is I, that yeah, I think there's probably Potter, Potter more stuff now. Without really knowing the direction we're going in, it could seem like, okay, what are, we're, what are we really doing with this? Right, so, well, again, it's all coming from J.K. Rowling, and like you said, we don't have the books. With the eight movies, 
we had love or affinity for Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Right. And Snape and a million other amazing characters. This one, we got to hope Newt, Eddie Redmayne's Newt's commander hits, right? The golden boy. And then we also got, you know, Colin Farrell and Ezra Miller. We got a lot of other people in this too. But we got to hope he hits because he, everyone's going to love Harry Potter because they had to like him in the book. Right. And did, obviously Daniel Radcliffe made the role. But we need to hope Newt hits because... If it doesn't, it's going to yeah. be a long five movies. And apparently, Fantastic Beasts, they showed the first, like, ten minutes or so, 15 mm-hmm. minutes to people, like like critics, and it starts off, the first scene is Grindelwald at his castle where he's getting power, and it's him killing five wizards, sneaking up on his castle. Are they setting him up to be the big Voldemort, Thanos, bad of this fi- these five movies, and we'll eventually get to him? Because as we found out in the books... Dumbledore eventually beats Grindelwald's wife in prison, and it's like a really tragic battle, and it's really terrible on Dumbledore, and it's this huge thing. Will we see that? You know, there's a lot That's... that could happen. I don't know if they have it all figured out. Actually, I think Rowling said she has most of it written already, which is kind of nuts to me, she, but she, she's she has nothing else to do, I she's, guess. Yeah, she's the best. Well, she's also <laughs> awesome on Twitter, which I don't know if you follow She is a very good follow, she's, yes. She's a great follow on Twitter. You know Pottermore, yeah. you can do your Patronus now? Yeah, I There's did. a lot of animals. Dude, uh, not only did I do the Patronus, oh, did but I did my house. I, my oh, my nice. Patronus was a... Uh, I was a fox, mine was which like, I'm okay with. Mine was like a rabbit. It was something nice. really pussy. And then I also got sorted into um, Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. And <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, deleted, I tried to delete my account, but you, you can't make another one. Did so. you get your uh, Ilvermorny house? No, I didn't. I'll have to do that next. We'll probably be... They all suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually... Check out that you, episode. Yeah, if you want to hear my Ilvermorny oh, that's house. That's right. SoundCloud.com slash so now. Yeah, my Ilvermorny house and my Pottermore is actually the one you took, so... Some of our most <laughs> riveting podcasting when yeah, we did that. Lit AF. For sure. So, I think we're both tentatively dope on Fantastic yeah. Beasts. Very interested to see how this first one does. Especially now that we know how Grindelwald's present. It's in the Golden Boy's hands, so... Yeah. If you want a deep dive on Harry Potter, go to Grindelwald on the Harry Potter wiki and you'll learn a lot of shit. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff on this. Who has time for that? Hey, man. I don't know. That's how I, that's how I used to procrastinate back in the days. I would just go down like the Wikipedia or you know like a w- Wikipedia for Star Wars rabbit hole and like you're reading and then you you see hyperlinks to other things and you want to read those. Right. Next thing you know, you have ten articles. Oh, it, you can get lost. It's amazing yeah, stuff. How many articles do you think the Star Wars wiki has? Take a guess. Uh, wow, guess. Three thousand. Go way up. There's probably like a thousand books. Go up. Is it in the universe and out of the universe? Think. Forty years of stuff. One hundred thousand. One hundred thirty thousand different articles on Wikipedia. <laughs> Who has time to write all these? This is well, very great fans. Yeah, apparently. It's actually, but... it's actually pretty awesome. Like basically, I mean, that, that's incredible. But... Lucasfilm and Star Wars basically acknowledge that their databank and like their official site would never be as good as the, or as comprehensive Wikipedia and actively encourage people to use that site as well. Which is always awesome. That is awesome. And you know what? Wikipedia in general, shout out the internet. Because, mm. I mean... Think, it's the best do, website ever made. How do people ever like know things before? I don't know. Just well, blows my mind. That, that's my thing. When people like <laughs> on Twitter, on anywhere, they're like, why this? How this? Bitch, we have the all of human history at our <laughs> fingertips. Figure it out yourself and learn. Right. Like, uh, that's... Don't, don't be so entitled. You imagine what it would have been not that long ago. So shout out Wikipedia... Shout out my co-host Dave Martinson. Shout out Fantastic Beasts, Solange Knowles. Shout out Kanye sending that same Pavo tour. More to come. Yeah. And drink. I mean, we got a couple of things that could be coming down the pipeline next week. Maybe we'll listen to some music finally, like we've been promising. Not Bonnie Fair. Maybe we'll. Yeah, not not Bonnie Fair. I'll, I'll tell you how I feel about Drum. <laughs> Maybe we'll see a movie or two before next week. Maybe not. I don't know. The accountant two. is. Yeah, doing, and decent, uh, decent okay. reviews. 
It's Again, I'll see the account eventually. Eh, I'm not going to see it. Doctor Strange is just a few weeks away still. So, we'll, oh, and also, I mean, it's Halloween next week. That's right. So, Dave, what are you being for uh, Halloween? Dustin from Stranger Things. I haven't decided yet. You want to join us? You want to be Mike? Well, actually, my, my girlfriend had a really good idea of being a uh, Snapchat face swap. So, we're just going to uh, print out a picture of each other. I thought you were that. about to say the uh, the dog filter. I can't, I, like, I can't. No, don't do that. I'm, I'm basic. that's going to be way overdone. I'm basic, but I'm not that basic. Right. So Face swap, that's actually not bad. Yeah, that's not very easy. Yeah, absolutely. So, nice. I wouldn't mind that one. And we, we could do, like, ugly faces or something. It'd be good. Sure. But, yeah, I don't really know about that yet. Maybe we'll we'll even do a little uh, a little Halloween nostalgia for you and talk about Ooh. our favorite scary movies or movies that, have any. that we cared about in our childhood about I don't like Halloween. it. You don't like that getting scared. I was at Fright Fest, Six Flags New England. Did I go into the haunted houses? No, sir. Not even one? No, not my thing. I also didn't have to pay extra. One of my favorite parts of Barstool, last thing for today, the head of Barstool has a theory that haunted houses would be a lot scarier if you had to sign a waiver that said one person a year died. What do you think about that? Inside the haunted house. Like, they get murdered inside the haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That would be a lot scarier, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe we should make that haunted house. And he thing. wouldn't know. But you if, don't actually kill If anything. someone got murdered like five weeks ago. Right. It's like, oh, hey. They signed the waiver. Right. No big deal. Awesome. Not a bad idea. Anyways, <laughs> that wraps up the show for today. Shout out murder. So, yeah, SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod. It's his unsorry voice. Murder. <laughs> Check us out on Twitter at NostalgiaPod. Don't forget, tune in. Tune in. Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes review. That'd be the best. Halloween best. gift of like no one ever was. You the you the best, Dave. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. And this here's been a long round, so I gotta go with Slodgy, the one nobody would vouch for. How's that shit for an outro? <laughs>